This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. and welcome to Hotelcast. This podcast is brought to you by Ask Suite, the number one hotel chatbot focused on direct bookings and reservations productivity. My name is Paula. I'm the content manager at Ask Suite, and I will be your host today. Uh, our guest today is a very special one. I'm very excited that he's here with us today. I can hardly believe it. I'm a bit nervous, so I have to say so. Please excuse me, audience, if I make any mistakes. He is the hotel industry industry's leader podcaster with the No, Va no Vacancy podcast, which is not only the first podcast about the hotel industry that I ever heard, but also it's one of my favorites. Uh, he talks to everyone in the industry. Everybody in the industry knows him, and he is for sure a hotel business expert. Of course, I'm talking about Glenn Hossman. So hello, Glenn. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm very happy and honored to have you here. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here too. I just, now that you've introduced me that way, I, I better know my stuff. I'm getting a little worried now. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure you can handle that, uh, Glenn. <laughs> you don't need to worry. Uh, but... I don't know. I, listeners, stay tuned and find out. <laughs> well, that, that, that's a good catch. Uh, I have I so much to learn from you, Glenn. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, Glenn, I personally started following your work last year uh, when you were already this uh, hotel rock star, if you say. Uh, Thank but, you. <laughs> but can you tell us briefly about your career path and how did you get where you are today? I mean, you are a hotel celebrity. Uh, uh, any hotelier all around the world knows you. So how did you get there? Well, well, that's very uh, kind of you to say. Well, I've been, I've been passionate about this business for 25 years now. Um, I used to work in the music and entertainment industry right out of uh, college. I was a, you know, a writer. And I used to interview all these celebrities in fancy hotels. And the celebrities sucked. And the people interviewing them sucked. And I didn't like it at all. It was not my thing. But I really like those hotels. So I'm like, I got to get in on this because, you know, all the celebrities had all the fancy food that I wasn't allowed to touch. So uh, I <laughs> said, I got to get into this business. And I figured out a way to get into the I figured out a way to get into the hotel industry by working at a hotel industry trade magazine. And ever since then, it's just been a passionate love affair. Oh, that, that's really cool, cool that you 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 interview celebrities before. I, I didn't know that. And... Oh, you don't even know. I have a whole past life. I um, I even <laughs> when I even in the time that I was in the hotel industry and I was a freelance writer for a number of years. Um, and I've also worked at some of the major trade magazines and all that before starting my own company. Um, I used to uh, my one of my, my one of my good buddies was a music video editor and he was the top music video editor for hip hop videos in the late 1990s. And he needed me to come on and help him with his company. So we had a company called Purple Cow Post where all the biggest rap stars um, of the late 1990s would come in and out and we'd edit their videos and hang out with them and, and do all of that. So uh, we got a lot of street cred too uh -huh. um, back in the day. 
<laughs> That's really cool. You you should should include some rap maybe in your in your future. Oh no no, we, I, 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 <laughs> I, I I was I was much better at hanging with the guys. I could not compete <laughs> with them in, in that. You know, I do uh, the best rapping I could do is uh, maybe I get a funny joke in or two during a podcast. <laughs> That's cool. And how did you start the no vacancy? That is such a uh, success now. Uh, well, before uh, before I uh, I started this uh, business, I was working for a hospitality trade magazine, and I knew that podcasting was going to be the future. So I toyed with it for a little bit, and I probably did a hundred episodes or so of uh, of an older show. And then about four years ago, June, six months into starting my own company, I finally got the uh, the podcast up and running, and. Uh, been it's been ever since then so four years just continuing to build and since uh covid started we switched over to a video format we combined my no vacancy with glenn hausman show with our checking in with anthony and glenn show and we created no vacancy live and now people are watching us every day at 12 noon new york time around the world it's pretty insane yeah it, it is insane the power of the social media and internet <laughs> or whatever you i know you know, Paolo, when I started when I started my career, none of this stuff existed. The uh, first job I had in the hotel industry at a trade magazine was working on the oldest type of Mac that you can imagine that didn't even – there was no such thing as email. So it was a very different crazy world. And to think now, all of these years later, that my entire business would be based on a technology that didn't exist is just incredible. And what this technology has been able to do where we can go on video and communicate with people in real time around the world for thousands and thousands of people to see it at any given moment is unbelievable. And I can't believe I'm fortunate enough to be making my business on entirely online, especially at a time like this. Yeah, uh, well, I'm not that young. <laughs> uh, so when I was, I actually studied psychology. So when I was back in the university, uh, mm -hmm. the, this field that I'm working now, which is content marketing, didn't even mm -hmm. exist neither. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start my business. And I still do a lot of that content marketing behind the scenes. But you knew as well as I did that that was going to be the future, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, I, I think it's, it's really awesome that, that we can reach so, so many people that we, we couldn't otherwise and connect really connect not only reaching for likes but you know uh, you get information you you get to know people incredible people so yeah I'm a, of course and i work in a hotel tech company so mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, of course i'm a technology big fan and yep and glenn since we are we are starting to talk about the technologies i'm gonna uh gonna ask you uh the world like we were saying the the world is changing. It's always changing. Now it's changing even faster because of the pandemic. We, we have to adapt. Uh, hotels are changing as well. Uh, do you think, when, uh, Glenn, that hotels mm -hmm. are ready for this new kind of demand in terms of new protocols, new operations? Because hotel industry in a whole, like globally, it's quite traditional. And it, it is a lot of change, even for the most innovative uh, person. So do you think the hotels are ready? I know you've been talking to hotels that are already reopen and CEOs yeah. and hotel uh, managers. So what can I tell uh, you? Some, some hotels are extremely prepared and some are not. 
and never will be. But that's kind of the story about the overall hospitality industry at large, where there are amazing professionals all over and some that just are in the middle and some simply can't keep up at all. Um, so I think there's a whole panoply of things that you're going to see out there. And you have to be very careful about what hotels that you want to stay at that meets, meets your uh, comfort level. I'm hearing great success stories from hotels doing every single thing the right way. But I'm also hearing quite the opposite, that people are cutting corners. But it's just the same thing that we've always seen. So I don't think anything's different. As far as a larger technology issue, are hotels prepared um, for this faster change? And that's the word that I like that you used um, very much so, because there's not going to be a real change of habits and stuff like that. We're already, I think we're going to see more of an acceleration of things that are already in the marketplace that are being speeded up by the the covid issue such as touchless technology and things in the guest room that lead to that so um i I think that there's a lot of opportunity for hoteliers there if they're smart enough to adapt but i think they're getting smarter than ever before well uh you you mentioned you have you you've, you've seen some good examples and some bad examples don't need to give names of course but uh, can you can you tell us like a, a good example, a good experience of a hotel right now, in your opinion, that makes you as a traveler would say, OK, I can uh, stay in that hotel? Uh, yeah, um, I, I would say positive experience for right now. I'm not saying six months from now or a year from now, but right now it's all about making people feel comfortable that those uh, safety protocols are in are in place so people just feel like they're going to be uh, safe from the virus and have a haven in order to relax. Um, I like the hotels that are communicating their messages clearly about what they're doing through clear uh, signage and also through uh, communication with people at the front desk. Those that are doing the more more that they can to eliminate any physical touch points are great and down to the granular lever of handing over credit cards and stuff. If you could get rid of that, that's the best. Um, I've seen um, great best practices in elevators, for example, where they put spots in the four corners and ask you to stand here with clear signage that says only one family at a time takes the, uh, the elevators. That's all great. And there are some hotels that uh, have been busted on television shows here in the United States for not even changing sheets when they promised to. So there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on on both sides there. Yeah, and like you like you said in your example that you that you're saying that you were describing, uh, uh, sometimes also I think hotels think that they have to invest a lot, and maybe some small changes like the elevator, you know, a sign and things like that uh, doesn't take much. From what what from what we've been hearing on our daily show is that um, we're looking at an eight to ten percent um, increase in costs for these new cleaning protocols if you adapt all of those policies and and procedures. Now, I'm sure that'll come down over time, and I'm sure some of it is an upfront cost. Like if you're going to buy yourself one of these new, um, you know, fogger machines that have a sanitizing spray, for example, you only have to pay for that once. Um, So I do think they'll get more of a control and understanding about how to create efficiencies in that program over time. But there will be an added increase. That being said, I think hotels are going to get by with a uh, less is more kind of a position. Um, the hotels that I've been to in the last few months have much, much reduced staff, as we all know that that's happened. And I think that we're going to have a re- more reduced staff than we've seen before, even as occupancy numbers start to to come back. Uh, there's a chance for hoteliers not to have to clean hotel rooms every day if guests don't want it. And many guests may simply have no interest in that. I am one of them for both uh, two reasons. 
I'd like to minimize contact with the hotel staff in my room, but also I don't want people coming into my room, period, COVID or not COVID. So uh, there, there will be more costs, but they will equalize themselves over time. Yeah, and uh, well, I used to work in a hotel before I started working in Ask Suite. I worked for, uh, for about seven years. And mm-hmm. what you were talking about, the behavior, uh, uh, these things were already starting, like sustainability, uh, not cleaning every day, and all that procedures, they were already going, right? But mm-hmm. uh, some, I think, I don't know, the hotels that I work for, at least, uh, we did have some resistance from from the housekeeping or or mm-hmm. professionals to change. Uh, you know the operation. It, it's it. I think it will demand a lot of training. Don't you think? Like it, it's it's a. Uh, it's going to. It absolutely requires a lot of training and retraining. But ho- again, I have to underscore hotels that were doing it well are going to continue to do it well. Hotels that have struggled in the past will continue to struggle because their leadership hasn't necessarily changed. If you have the same people in charge of your property, don't really expect a different type of results, especially if you make things a little bit more complex. Now, the hotels that have been doing a great job with cleaning, I don't really think are adding as many new protocols as people think because they were already in good shape. It's more about an issue of making all the cleaning visible to the guests so people see that it's happening. So instead of happening at 4 a.m., it's happening at 4 p.m. Yeah, that's a good point, I think, uh, to, to show and to communicate what you're doing, right? It's also a that's key, right. not only doing it. Uh, but we are talking about uh, also uh, like the changes, of course, uh, in the world. Social distancing, it's one of them. Uh, I think I already get that you that you 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 are totally pro uh, hotel technology and contactless experience. Yep. Uh, but you were like this. Uh, you you had this already this uh, point of view, regardless of the pandemic, right? Uh, that that that's that's right. Like, there's a lot of things that were coming into the fore that kind of took a took a back seat at the beginning of this crisis but are now coming up even uh, faster because of that need to put in these uh, these technologies i personally um don't necessarily before this would have um loved to have not have somebody to check in with at the front desk but i understood there was a huge need for that in the marketplace and we were going in that direction uh, anyway but there are sometimes i don't want to deal with people at all either so all of those things are going to become even more important because now you have in that virus layer of, of concern as well. Yeah, and then you were talking about uh, also um, about uh, reduced staff, right? There is, well, right. m- many people lost the jobs in the hospitality industry. And like you said, I think uh, it, it won't come back as the number of staff uh, as it was no before. Way. Yeah, so if you were a hotel professional and you, you, and you were looking for work, uh, I mean, do you have any ideas of how, how this professional can get prepared or, I don't know, get back to the market? Well, here in the United States, 70% of all hospitality people at hotels lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, that was tragic. But hotels are finding it hard to get people to come to work. So there's actually, there is opportunities out there for people to get jobs. You just have to to look for it. But the fact is, there's also going to be a lot of people that are uh, in an older demographic that are just throwing their hands up and going, I'm done. I'm going to retire. I'm going to move on. 
So that will create some more job openings at, at a certain point as well. So I think there's still a lot of opportunity for smart, dedicated people. Those that don't think that hospitality is their ultimate passion, now's a good time to go find other industries where you might be able to use that hospitality experience. Yeah, well, that's really interesting. I didn't know that, the, like you said, that they were uh, searching for new staff and and can't find it. I, I, I just don't Well, get one it. of the problems, one, I, I could explain why, what the phenomenon here is in the United States. Um, yeah. uh, b because of the COVID crisis, the government put into play a special type of unemployment. So you get your traditional unemployment from the state, um, each state is responsible for their own unemployment, but at a federal level, each of those people then started getting $600 in addition per week, and that goes through the end of July. So all the hotels shut down, and then suddenly you had a lot of people that weren't making a whole lot of income to begin with, now with the double dip of this unemployment, are getting paid more than they ever have before in their job. Mm -hmm. So they're not wanting to go to back really quick. Then there's a whole group of people that are simply done with the job market. And then there's another group of people that have um, issues that they make them concerned about being amongst strangers every day, all day. So all of those things together are creating that, that, you know, that little bit of a hole. So it's strange that there are so many people that don't have a job right now, but there are jobs that are open right now. Yeah, it is. It is a puzzle, <laughs> but mm -hmm. I did. I did. I did understand now that you that you explained the the situation mm -hmm. in specifically in the United States. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, globally, uh, we are we are seeing occupancy rates are starting to get better uh, here in Brazil, in Brazil, South America, and slowly but surely <laughs> it's going. Uh, hotels mm -hmm. are starting to reopen again. Uh, how do you see the industry now, Glenn? I mean, are you optimistic about it? Uh, well, this year, I know it's really hard to say anything because still everything's so, so, such a mystery. But how right. do you, are, are you optimistic? Uh, what are your thoughts about this year, at least? Yeah, all right. So I am optimistic. And um, I think part of that has to do with just... Uh, my chemical makeup. I happen to be an optimistic person. So I, I, I get very depressed, but I get over it very quickly, right? I don't wallow. So um, at the beginning of all this, it seemed like um, it was going to be a huge chasm to try to get over. Um, and while I still haven't done that in my personal career entirely, because my business got pretty socked, I, you know, I was, I was doing really good with getting speaking gigs and I lost, I don't know, a lot, a lot, a lot of them. So that was rough. And then clients pulled back and it felt like it was the end. But you know what? I realized very quickly on once I, you know, had a good cry that you have to reinvent yourself. You have to figure it out. There is no option for, for failure. And this is an opportunity to reinvent yourself and do something new. And that's why I started the live show. And guess what? It's the most successful content I've ever put out in my entire career. So there is always an upside. In the hospitality industry, there are going to be failures. There's going to be huge failures. There's going to be a lot of hotel closures, but it is going to change the th everything significantly. And change brings opportunity. This is a major crisis, and it's the most major profound crisis we've ever found in our lives. And that says to me, it's also a chance for the most opportunity we could ever expect in our lives. In our lives. People are open to new ideas, new ways of thinking, new concepts that are going to help them reinvent the business to, 
to, to meet this new marketplace that we're entering right now. So there's a lot of opportunity out there. It's just you have to have the right attitude and figure out what's going to make it work. I guarantee you that 10 years from now, there are going to be some massive companies that none of us have ever heard of today. But they're getting started now because they understand there's opportunity and people are ripe for change. And now is a unique inflection point of history like none that we've ever had before. So I'm a little sad that this year wasn't going to be the record-breaking year I've ever had in my life. But it's one of physical and emotional transformation for myself and hopefully for all of us. And I think that at the end of the day, we're all going to look back on this in 10 years from now and go, wow, I can't believe what a blessing in disguise this was because I took it upon myself to create success. That's what I think. I totally agree. And thank you for sharing your own experience and how this affects you. Uh, I'm sure anyone that works in the industry. In, uh, oh, yeah. We all, like... got, we all got crushed and yeah. you got crushed so bad. It's just kind of like you can't even feel too terrible. Yeah, I lost 75% of my business in 48 hours. But that guy lost his hotel that cost millions of dollars and that guy lost this and that woman is suffering from that and her friend and her mom died from COVID. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. So I'm just very fortunate that uh, for now I can pay my bills, my family is healthy and I have an opportunity to reinvent myself and hopefully educate, empower and entertain an audience. Oh, and, I, and I personally thank you for continuing uh, to, to reinventing yourself and continuing support the industry because uh, I truly think you do a, a great work and you 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 talk to everybody and and everyone and you try to get all the insights and right. anything that can help the hoteliers and so I really truly appreciate what what you've been doing and I'm sure Thank you're you. gonna you're gonna do it even even more and greater things I'm I'm, I'm really sure about it Glenn uh, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So we talk a little bit already about uh, hotels or not. Some hotels are not really mm -hmm. ready for the guests to come back. Uh, they're still mm -hmm. struggling. Uh, what make? What do you think? I mean, if you could give a hotel a hotels insight now, uh, what do you think would make people travel in this new area? Once, because. We're gonna live with this, I think. I know. Life. All right, here's the. All right, this is the. Uh, this is the thing that I've been saying. The biggest barrier we have to getting people to travel again, just getting people to travel again. The second you get out of your house and you start to do it, all of those fears instantly melt away. I was locked up in this house for months, and I I was nervous to get out of here. And I went to Las Vegas, and I had to go and get on an airplane. And go all the way to Seattle from New York and then go through an airport and hang out there for hours and then fly down to Vegas. It was very emotionally stressful, or at least I thought it was going to be. Because once I got into it, all of a sudden, all of that stuff that seemed alien and bizarre and scary just kind of dissipated. And I felt at one with the travel experience again. The masks didn't bother me. I kind of liked the way that they were doing policies. I felt comfortable. And then when I got to the hotel... I felt that it was uh, my safety oasis because the hotel did everything right, and I felt really comfortable when I got to uh, I got to my room. And none of the cares of uh, COVID carried through with me when I traveled. So I think that that is going to be the case. I've spoken to a lot of other people that have been on the road and done things, and they've all had similar experiences. So the best thing that we can do is encourage people to travel through our own travel experiences that we've had because I know once they get it and they do it, they're going to get back to it like nothing like nothing before. 
Yeah, I had this similar experience. Uh, I I work I work in Florianópolis, in another city in, in Brazil, and I mm -hmm. was isolated, completely isolated, too, for two months and something, and I live alone. I was literally getting getting oh, insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was not fun. It, it was really tough, and I thought it wouldn't uh, hurt me as bad as it did because I used to work alone, uh, to live alone. But right. it's totally different when you you can't see people, you know. So I'm not here saying that the social distance shouldn't be followed. No, I think it, you have to to follow some some rules. Yeah, they they have. They they exist for uh, uh, for our yep. safety, right? But uh, I totally agree with you because then I had to come to Rio, and I was like, okay, uh, how right. am I gonna do that? <laughs> I had to get a plane, mm -hmm. and I I hardly got out of my house to go to supermarket, and it was really stressful as well. So well, I did it. I'm here. Everything went well, and I'm not in a hotel, but I did the whole airport experience, and, and especially the plane was stressing mm -hmm. me. And yeah, I felt safe too. And and I think you you're right. We should uh, we should encourage more people to to try to to get out. Yep. Uh, not insanely get out, but you know. With with caution. Let's go somewhere. Support support some businesses three to five hours from your house if you uh, if you could drive. You know. Yeah, and uh, I think you said in your in your in your show too, and I was reading other others articles too that road trips would be uh, probably uh, a hit. Right? Well, here in the United States, that's certainly the uh, the thing, and I suspect that it's going to be the, the case in a lot of countries. Yeah. Yeah, here too is the same. It's the same mm -hmm. thing because getting a plane, uh, it's too, it's still a little bit too much for some people. I think. Yep, uh, you, you I, and I totally respect that. Yeah. But I do think that people should try to get out and travel if possible, as long as they're careful and follow safety measures. And uh, hey, the United States and Brazil are doing such a great job at keeping uh, people healthy. So why not? Yes, that was sarcasm, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was quiet for a while. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> what should I do now? But anyway, <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's still, it's possible to, to travel with, with safety, mm -hmm. and it, it, it can is. be done. It can be done. And I've done it, and I will be doing it again. Oh, that's great to hear, Glenn. Uh, uh, we are ready, heading to the, uh, the final of this podcast. I could talk to you for hours, I think. But I won't. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. Do you have any final message or maybe leave your contact information for the listeners? Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, you know, just check out uh, just check out our show, uh, No Vacancy Live. You can find me on uh, LinkedIn, find us on YouTube, or check out NoVacancyNews.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Just text the word hotel to 66866. You'll get all these great shows. We talked to, you know, she was uh, she was absolutely right when she said we talked to all of the uh, the industry people. We are so blessed and fortunate to be having great conversations with all of the top leaders in our business. And that's really helping me understand where we are right now. And I can tell you, all of you out there right now, that yes, this is a time of, uh, of challenge, but you can get through it. We are going to get through this. Things will change. Business will come back. Just remember, it's your opportunity to make those changes that you may have been scared of before. Now is the time to take the risk. You've got little to lose. 
Try to make it happen. Redouble your efforts to do a great job. Focus on those things that you are not focused on before, and together we will all be successful. Remember, you can do it. I'm doing it. You can do it. I know Paola's doing it, right? <laughs> yeah, I am. Oh, thank you so much, Glenn, uh, with, especially with this positive uh, final message. Uh, thank you again for chatting us with, that, with us today. And thank you all for tuning in. And be sure to follow Ask Suite on Spotify and subscribe to our newsletter at asksuite.com slash blog. Thank you all and see you next time. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark.